One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, markets, startups, you name it, we've got it. We being myself, Nadine Blaney, here with Annette Beecher. How are you? A pretty good day today. I mean, we opened down and stayed there, but, you know, we didn't try to buy on dip. We didn't try to sell. It was just a fairly calm, steady session. Yeah, that was the conversation I had with Martin Crabb from Sean Mm. Partners just as the market was closing. He said it was an extraordinarily tight trading range today. Interesting considering everything that's going on in the world, you know, not just Europe, but China. We had that big China data dump. We've got Chinese markets coming under pressure once again. Um, Heng Seng. Uh, looks to be down, you know, as time of recording, more than 3%. So it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's. I think as a regional outperformance, I still think commodities are still our friend. But as we know, we are one headline away from gold and oil up and gold and oil down. So we just have to roll with the punches. I mean, it's not that long ago that gold was eight, uh, sorry, that oil was 80 and we were looking forward to it being... and of course falling back to that level. So all of our oil stocks underperformed today. Oh, big time. So Woodside was down by 2.6%, Santos even more than that. But it was, excuse me, really the big miners. I just had a hot cost bun. Um, Really the big miners that uh, did the most damage to the market. Not surprising. So this is the thing, is commodities are coming off the boil. It is by no means everything lost in terms of commodities. I mean, nickel isn't even back online on the M&E. That doesn't happen, LME I should say. That doesn't happen until... Tomorrow, um, I just had a chat again with Martin Crabb. You know, lithium concentrate prices are going absolutely bananas. So there's still lots of life in that story. It's just not going to be one-way traffic. It no. can't, right? And some, some of it, of course, is China just sticking with that zero COVID policy. Shenzhen is a major, major region in China. So just shutting down major parts of the economy, just doesn't help with the resources demand. Of course, there's still property in the background. But we just spoke with Chi Lo from BNP Paribas Asset Management. He was saying it's not necessarily contradictory to be stimulating and locking down uh, for COVID reasons. He said one of the COVID reasons is because no one wants to get sick ahead of the next big Chinese Communist Party meeting. Yeah, right, of course. So, you so, know, that, so there's lots of political yeah. you know, sprinkling here besides economic. Uh, you can understand politics. It happens here as well. But uh, you can listen to that interview with Chilo. It's up online, ausbiz.com.au. Um, also just China Tech. It, it's a worth a mention. I know n- not everybody has exposure to it, but it has repercussions across the markets. Alibaba. Uh, you know, down by about 10%. JD in the US down by about 10.5%. So it's pretty, pretty significant falls happening in that Chinese tech space. Um, but actually, that brings me to a interview that you can access via the show notes, which was, it says, emerging markets have what the world now wants. And that is a view on emerging markets with Dr. Joseph Lai from Ox Capital Management. So yeah, you can check out whether Chinese stocks are in the too hard basket 
as well as the outlook for Indian ex, um, equities uh, after the boom that we've seen in recent years. Mm -hmm. But where I wanted to get to, Annette, uh, was one of the best performers, the best performer today, um, Unity, Unity Group, up by close to 28%, confirming it has, in fact, received a takeover approach. Which we did get till 20 past three in the afternoon. I thought that was interesting because I started the market wrap at lunchtime. It was up 17% by lunchtime on rumours. Yeah. But yes. But it was in a trading halt to your point. So we, yeah, and then it stopped. And then yes, now the market has soared even higher. But yeah, just sort of chatting some pe to some people. I mean, Unity has been in the spotlight for a while. So let's see. Yeah, and they've been one. very transparent. They mm -hmm. have um, come out to the market prior and said that they've had approaches. But look, they've built a great business. Yes, you know, absolutely. I, we, we discussed it, in fact. On the call today, it was the stock of the oh, day. Ah, there you go. Let's listen in. It's a type of business that the uh, the market really likes because it's predictable. So therefore, it's of no great surprise that we're seeing uh, the uh, superannuation uh, companies looking for it. I mean, they've been quite opportunistic at the moment. Think Sydney Airports as an example. So I really do like Unity. I rate their management, and as you know, I don't usually say buy to too many directioners, being the ETF guy. But uh, Unity is a buy. It's on a PE of over 40, so it's already on a very high price. So there's no way I would consider it a buy. It's only got four years history, which for us is like the absolute minimum. And it doesn't make our minimum return on equity. It's currently running at 5.3% uh, return on equity, which is, is pretty ordinary. So obviously there's quite a lot of um, uh, value being placed by investors in their potential going forward, which is fine. You know, it's just not what we would do. If you owned it already, there's nothing you can do now. It's in a trading hold anyway. But you, it's, if it's being taken over and you get a good premium, that'd be true. And that was Mark Moreland from Team Invest and Andrew Veitland from DP Wealth Advisory. Andrew suggests that it is a buy, <laughs> difficult to buy today. But when you look at the fact, I mean, it's closed at $4.03. The offer is at $4.50. Mm. Sometimes the first offer is not the best offer. Not always. Yeah. So there you go. Um, otherwise, Annette, some of the best performers... Let me just have a little bit of a look-see here. Well, you just wrote Actually, the rap. What was it? Yeah, no, I did. Well, the top performers in, in aggregate were the banks. I mean, they're just yes. having a great session. I know they don't shoot the lights out, and they, they certainly didn't close up 28%. But uh, only a couple of days ago, we were waiting for Combank, for example, to hit 100. Well, it's, it's surged through that. And some of the conversations we had as well, if you are selling gold and energy, where do you put your money? And, mm -hmm. and so in some cases, it's like, well, okay, let's take them out of the risk risk off stocks and just put them in banks and just sit sit there for a while. Yeah, it's um it's hard to hold risk right now um, with everything that's going on, particularly in Europe. You know, you've got headlines coming out. Uh, what was it most recently about, uh, you know, the UK um, saying that uh, China was siding with Russia and China was telling the UK that it was, you know, um, all, all bad news, really. All bad news coming from that part of the world um, just yet. But China is saying on Ukraine that the top priority now is to ease the situation instead of adding fuel to the fire. No doubt there will be more headlines, you know, as this... As well, China um, doesn't like paying these commodity prices, so I'm not sure which uh, which side of the fence they're on. Well, I was just talking to Tim Buckley, actually. He's normally one-way uh, ESG-focused, but he admitted that China is stockpiling energy. Energy security is a short-term focus in China. Yeah. That could keep some prices elevated in the short term. Yeah, the, the line was that the Chinese embassy in London says that the U.S.'s claim that Russia has asked Beijing for military help in Ukraine is malicious disinformation. Oh saying that if the pressing tax, t 
task at the moment is to prevent the tense situation from escalating or even getting out of control, saying that China has been playing a constructive role in promoting peace talks for Ukraine, and that's according to the Chinese embassy in London. So yeah, it's not good when you have these war of words being flung around between Chinese, US, you know. And we all know, Nadine, that the bots run off headlines. Yep. So misleading headlines does get the bots moving and until the people catch up. Um, so uh, that were, uh, you know, we, we saw sort of a motley crew. Clint Uvell, it was out with a bit of news, but Steadfast Helios um, announcing its uh, buybacks going ahead. Uh, on the flip side of things, it's no surprise that a lot of the worst performers were in the material space, but also Zip. I mean, Zip the was down. The buy now, pay later, shellacked. It's uh, yep. Sizzle down 11.5%, I believe. Zip and Block all down. So, yeah, we're just chatting to uh, Marcus Droger, Shore and Partners. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's already on that bandwagon because if you, if you don't like buy now, pay later, you sort of do tend to jump on that, I told you so, bandwagon. But if you're not making a profit in this environment, investors are just a little bit more discerning right now. Yep. Okay. Any need to know from the RBA minutes today? Uh, no, the only takeaway that, that we had with the discussion with the guests was four or five paragraphs devoted to the Ukraine invasion and that is four or five more international paragraphs than we've seen in quite <laughs> some time. So that was probably just more the focus. Of course, some just believe it's just an excuse for the RBA to do nothing in the meantime. So in terms of implications for policy, not much. We got that from the speech last week. We're still in, we're still in wait and see mm-hmm. mode for the RBA. Just a quick mention on the China data, January, February, of course, uh, they sort of gave up trying to seasonally adjust for Chinese New Year, so they just lump them all in together. They were better than expected, but after six to nine months of of stimulatory policy, we can't be too surprised that those numbers uh, were pretty upbeat. And of course, this is before Shenzhen was shut down. So some of this was review mirror. And the only other thing we got today, I just want to mention this because I tweeted it and it's getting a lot of attention, is uh, APRA published uh, debt to income six times in its report. Like So new loans, 25% of them now have a debt to income ratio of six plus. So what does that mean? Well, you're borrowing six times your income, which is great when interest rates are zero. Not so much when you've got a million people set to reset their rates. So in terms of property and stability and macro tools, that might be back on the focus. Yep. Okay. So we'll put that on the list. We put the FOMC on the list later in the week. We put jobs on the list later in the week. Blockbuster jobs coming up. Yeah. Well, ANZ's calling for a three in front of the number. Yeah. It's going to be a big number. Yeah. And it's volatile. We always say that, but the headline is the headline. The number is the number. So tomorrow we will kick things off with good old Kenny Paul Carey from Slate Stone. We love him. Always makes me wake up in the morning. Who needs caffeine when you've got (laughs) Kenny to kick off your morning? So good. We'll chat with Joy Dupour from People and Culture. Also, James Garish from Sean Partners always gives us a wrap of the corporate news of the day. And, uh, you know, the list goes on from there. But Matthew Sherwood from Perpetual, I'm looking forward to hearing from him. We'll be chatting with him at 11. Yeah, well, Perpetual have just won a whole string of awards for their managed funds management. So he'll certainly be worth listening to. How do you navigate your portfolio amongst all this noise and, of course, a sprinkling of the Fed as well. Yeah. Okay. Carl Kapolinga from Think Markets and Michael Wayne from Medallion will be on the call. Look, tonight, Annette, uh, if you're out there listening ahead of the London and U.S. Open, we're expecting producer prices, the Empire State Manufacturing Report, 
But it's it's watch and wait until the FOMC. It is, but I have to say we have sometimes seen PPI spark a bigger reaction than CPI, so yeah. don't rule that out. Okay, so that's sort of the evening. We look forward to, I was going to say seeing you, to speaking with you, to uh, for you listening to us, however you like no. to consume Ausbiz. Um, we're happy you do. Okay, rest up. It's going to be have another good big one. day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 